0: Welcome to the Truly Nourished Podcast. My name is Rebecca Laurel Hill. I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and life wellness expert. This podcast has one mission, to help women break free from dieting and overeating patterns and transform how they nourish themselves in body, mind, and soul. Each episode, we dive into teachings and tools that will help you find more peace and freedom with food more enjoyment living in and caring for your body, and more happiness and fulfillment in your life overall. Thank you for being here. Let's get started. Hello, welcome to the episode. I'm excited again to talk about what I'm going to talk about today, and I think it's so important for every woman to really understand what is going on when she feels bad about her body. So I believe that every person who is, let's say, trying to lose weight or change their body shape in some way is really just wanting to improve their life. But unfortunately, what we know is that dieting, the tool that people use to change their body, actually worsens the very problem that it's supposed to solve. And the long-term effects of dieting for the great majority of people can be decrease in your health. Research backs this up. You can have decreases in your health either physically or emotionally or both. And then research also shows that there tends to be an increase in weight over the time or the years of dieting. But really, perhaps the most treacherous part of the whole dieting process can be the underlying and persistent feeling and some that something Must be wrong with you that I am to blame for falling off a diet or regaining weight. And I'm curious, have you ever felt that you are at fault if you've ever failed at dieting? I know that for so many people, there really can be this pervasive experience of self-loathing. And it can seep into and affect the core of your being, which is your soul. And the feeling of self-loathing can show up in so many ways. It can show up when you flip through a magazine or when you get dressed to go out for a night or when you step on the scale or when you walk into a room of people that you don't know or maybe even a room of people that you do know. Or when you shop for clothes or when you see family or friends when you're not feeling good about your body and It's especially there every time you fall off a diet or fall off your food plan or your eating plan. It's that feeling of shame. Another problematic thing is that we live in a society which places so much emphasis on having a certain outward appearance and it tends to equate beauty, health, and success with attractiveness. So at the beginning of the episode, I mentioned I wanted you to really understand what's going on. This is what's really going on. In our culture, attractiveness is often defined as being thin, right? And being this certain type of body shape that we see amplified by the media. But the certain body ideal that we typically see is truly unattainable by the great majority of people, simply because of our genetics and nature's perfect design for our unique and beautiful body. Yet the diet industry and fashion industry and beauty industry and all those sorts of industries will often insist that with enough willpower and with enough work, and with whatever weight loss product or service is popular on that given day, that you could be one of the lucky few to overcome your nature design blueprint and look like this model body in a magazine or a movie, wherever. So a lot of people walk around feeling as if something is wrong with their bodies and with themselves, simply because our culture has a history of refusing to acknowledge that healthy, beautiful bodies come in all shapes and sizes. And then with that, it insists dieting can make you be who you desire to be. And women of all sizes can feel that their body is unacceptable if it fails to meet whatever idea of perfection the culture has created. But ultimately, an ideal body doesn't even exist. There's no such thing. Because, I mean, how can there ever be an ideal body amongst all the billions of people on the planet? We are a world of diversity, right? And I always like to say that we are all perfectly imperfect. Because if we were all the same, how boring would it be? Yet the culture will try to create these fake ideals so that they can market products and services to us, whether it's a food plan or an exercise routine or something like cool sculpting or plastic surgery or something else. The list can go on and on. And the fact that there is no ideal body is the reason why they create things like the airbrushed, computer generated, touched up models and so on. So the ideal uh, ideal body is literally from the imagination of a marketing team. Yet as humans living in this culture, we have this tendency to automatically compare ourselves to the fantasy world that's created by marketers. And as a result, we can believe we don't measure up. And from this, we can start to believe something is intrinsically wrong with us and that we're in need of fixing in some way if we don't equally compared to what we see pre- presented to us in marketing media. And then on an even deeper level, we can start to determine our feelings of worth as a person from how we perceive our body. And because of this fake cultural body ideal, if we perceive our body as not being good enough and think it doesn't measure up, then we can start to take it even further further And we may believe that as a person, we're not good enough and that as a person, we're bad because of our body. And so often the words we speak to ourselves because of this will show just how much we've taken on this uh, belief system and how much we've taken it to heart. So consider for a moment, if you've ever said statements to yourself, such as, I was bad today when referring to what you ate or... I'm embarrassed to go out because I feel bad about my body, or I've let myself go, or I don't want other people to see what I eat, or I'm too ashamed to be seen by certain people, I don't want to go to the party, etc. So statements like these are self-shaming, and they go really to the core of how we experience ourselves, and so they start to deprive our soul. And the result is that we feel like nothing about ourselves is okay. And you can feel like you are what you weigh, you know, and let that number on the scale determine your feelings of worth. You can envy other people's bodies and then equate their appearance with success while you equate your body to some sort of failure. And you can feel less than simply from how you see your body. And you can feel like if only I could change my body, all these negative feelings would go away. And if you ever feel these things, it means that you've internalized body shame and it's become part of your identity, but it's not your fault. Rather, it's the cultural messaging that has conditioned you that is at fault. And it is the marketing that constantly is thrown at us, implying that only a certain body type is acceptable. And because of this, it's so easy for us to adopt a faulty belief that well, I'm flawed and defective because my body is not good enough and because I haven't been able to change it by dieting. But when we accept those types of cultural norms into our psyche and as our own beliefs, the consequences of these beliefs can be really damaging to our physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And it can be a dangerous downward spiral, right? Right. Um, not only does it cause huge problems in our relationships with food, like I've talked about on past episodes, but it will cause challenges in all areas of our lives when we believe our body is not right. But because this process is experienced by virtually everyone who embarks on changing their body by dieting, We have to see it as this natural progression of that set of circumstances, meaning the problem is created by the diet culture and the marketing of the dieting culture and all the things tied into that. And the problem is never you as an individual. So it starts with us absorbing culturally induced body dissatisfaction and body hate into our own mind. That is why a person even goes on a diet or sets the intention that I'm going to change my body by whatever means. That's why that even happens in the first place. And it's because we think our body is wrong or unattractive that motivates us to like go down these paths. And because of this body dissatisfaction in the culture as a whole, we can start to believe we are good If we are dieting like a good person, if we're dieting or if we're trying to make changes to our body, that we're a good person and that we are a bad person if we're not trying to change our body. And then we can think we are especially bad if we fail in that process. That is basically the way of thinking that sprouts from the belief that my body is not good enough and that it needs improving. And so when we've taken on these cultural messages as our own beliefs It's understandable that we'll turn to dieting to lose weight so that we can remove feelings of shame. But the problem is, as I've talked about before, is that this culturally supported idea of dieting to lose weight doesn't work, at at least for the long term. Of course, you can lose weight by dieting, but it does not work for the long term. And I know I've mentioned in previous episodes that research shows 95 to 98% of all dieters will gain the weight back. And then when the pounds return, you're left feeling like a failure because the prevalent way of thinking is that if you had enough determination or willpower, you would have kept it off. And despite the fact that this is based on a myth rather than any fact, you're still left feeling like regaining the weight is a testament that you're weak and maybe not good enough. And you also feel ashamed that you've not changed your body in the way that you feel that you must in order to be happy and successful. And so you can feel extremely frustrated with yourself and you might binge on forbidden foods and then resolve to go back on the diet because you're so frustrated with your binging on the foods. And that anger and frustration that surfaces, it's directed at yourself rather than at the cultural beliefs about our bodies, which is the root of it all. And when we begin looking at our body as a negative object that must be changed into something more acceptable, and when we adopt dieting as the method to achieve that goal, it means we have simply taken in this culturally induced shame and made it our own. So when you berate yourself because you failed on a diet, and when you believe you're at fault, and experiencing shame because of that, it means you've taken in that culturally made shame and you've made it your personal shame. And we do this in all sorts of areas of our lives. We can take on other people's beliefs and emotions, including the culture's beliefs and emotions, and make them our own, even though they harm us and even though they don't serve us at all. And it's because as humans, we naturally want to feel connected. We want to connect. And if our soul is not adequately nourished, meaning we've not created our own deep sense of self-worth from within ourselves, then we can easily fall into harming ourselves in this way in order to feel like we have approval or to feel like we do belong. And with that, to feel like we're worthy Of the things we want in life. But here's the truth. Your worthiness can never be earned or received from the external world because your worthiness just is. You were born with your worthiness, just like you were born with an eye color and a nose and ears. So that is the pillar of what I call soul nourishment. It's like your worthiness just is. You can't earn it You can't defend it. You can't uh, prove it. It just is. It's innate. So we're all born worthy of the things that we desire in life. We don't have to earn them or prove them to anyone that we're worthy of them or do anything to feel worthy of them. We might think that we need to do things to feel worthy of them, but in truth, we don't. Instead, it's a matter of just deciding to remember where we came from, remembering that we're brilliant souls living in our uniquely beautiful body. So wherever you believe your soul came from, that is why you're worthy. You're worthy of feeling joy right now, living in your here and now body because you're a human being, period. You're worthy of what you want because you're here. And you don't need a specific body to be worthy of anything you desire in life. You only have to decide for yourself that you're ready to claim it and then allow yourself to just feel worthy and then go live your life freely and joyfully. And as they say, it's very simple, but it's not always easy to do, right? Because there is this process of deconditioning that has to occur because we're so conditioned to... to believe that we need to earn approval or earn our worthiness. Yet the decision to claim your worthiness must come first, and then you can move on to shifting beliefs and behaviors and deconditioning yourself from all the limiting beliefs and cultural norms that are truly life-draining. And this process of deconditioning has to happen because, you know, around the dieting thing, because... As you repeatedly find yourself in the diet overeat cycle, feeling ashamed and believing there's no one to blame but yourself, it's become part of your identity. It's like a belief system within you. It's just how you see yourself. And there is part of us that may believe our shame originates from a personal source, such as, well, my body is flawed, or I have this flaw in my character or my personality. Therefore, I need to feel ashamed, or that's why I feel shame. So that's what we may believe, rather than seeing that it's originating from the culture that conditions the shame into us, and then offers us solutions such as dieting, or such as plastic surgery, and whatever it might be, you know, certain types of makeup or certain types of clothes, and I have nothing against wanting to use tools to feel your best. But the thing is, and I've talked about this on past episodes with self-love, you really have to already deeply love and approve of yourself. And then you can just like add ornaments to that. If you're trying to chase your feeling of good enoughness from these things, it will always harm you in the long run. So... By becoming aware of of how shame moves from the cultural messages and into the depths of your core identity and being, when you realize that's what happens to all of us, then you can gain power over it. You can gain power over it because you realize and discover, oh, it's not really me. Yes, I took this on, like I put on a coat, I put on this conditioning and I thought it was me, but it's not. I can just decide to take it off because it's never been me. It's just conditioning. And when you can label these messages for what they are, which are just other people's beliefs, ideas, opinions, cultural beliefs, ideas, opinions, that who knows where they came from over time, but they just are, but they're not your own. They ne- they've never been your beliefs, your ideas, or opinions because you're, you weren't born with them. None of us were born with our beliefs, ideas, opinions. They were developed, and a lot of times they're developed through this conditioning that just like seeps into us that we didn't even really uh, raise our hand to receive. And this is when you when you can really begin the process of healing when you realize this. You know, it's just deciding then to release what does not serve you and come back to remembering who you truly are. So, we're all these souls that are pure and brilliant, and we hold within us all that is great in life. We don't have to get it from the external world. So, to help with this deconditioning, you can begin to challenge the notion that only one body type is acceptable. And be willing to decide dieting is not the healthy method to achieve any type of body. That would be a first step. You can also begin to celebrate and honor the diversity of body types that have been gifted to us. Be sure to listen to my episode on body respect that plays into this, celebrating the diversity of body types, including your own that was gifted to you. And begin to learn a new method of eating also that nourishes your physical, emotional, and spiritual self. These are all things that are going to help with this deconditioning. You can be open to the idea of relearning how to eat from within, becoming an intuitive eater, the way you are designed to eat. You can be open to the idea that it's possible to become a woman who is nourished in body, mind, and soul, who is living her best life in her body as it is and not in someone else's imaginary body ideal. And not that you can't ever change your body or lose weight. Like, I'm a person who likes to go to the gym. I like to lift weights. I like to see muscles I like to eat healthy. I like to be able to move my body freely and easily. You know, it's, none of these things are wrong. However, your, your body is beautiful in every shape or size. Once again, it's like what I mentioned earlier. It's like adding to what is already perfect, okay? Like seeing yourself, no matter your shape or size right now, seeing yourself from how your soul sees you, That you are perfect. You don't need to change yourself to be good enough, to be worthy, to be approved of, right? That is an inside job. But when you get to that place where you already can deeply love and approve of yourself just because you are this person that was born into the world, then you can do the things that make you feel really great and that kind of amplify what's already within you. So when you do this, you're then embarking on a process that is truly life-affirming and nourishing to the whole being rather than life-depriving and soul-depleting. And as a truly nourished woman... You come to experience joy, not shame, in your relationship with food and in your relationship with your body and in your relationship with yourself. And if you want to go on that journey with me, definitely join the waitlist for the Truly Nourished membership. This is the private community that I will be creating for women where you can learn how to free yourself from dieting and overeating cycles forever, learn intuitive eating, get skilled at intuitive eating, and learn how to become a woman who is really living her best life by practicing what I call body, mind, soul, nutrition. And I've talked about what that really is on other episodes and we'll continue to talk about that. But if you want that information, just join the waitlist. You'll be the first to know when the membership is available and you can become a founding member since this is something new that I'm going to be doing. And as a founding member, you'll receive a reduced monthly membership fee for life for as long as you stay in the membership. So the link is in the show notes if you want to get on the waitlist also, if you have any questions or want to share your personal experience at, you know, with me as you listen to the podcast, please do email me at hello at com or just message me on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. I love being here with you. And until next time, much love. Are you a woman who wants to end cycles of overeating and dieting? so that you can experience greater health and well-being, more peace and freedom around food, more vibrancy, and more feelings of joy and confidence living in your body. If so, be sure to sign up for the wait list to learn more about my new intuitive eating course and the Truly Nourished Private Women's Membership. It is in this private club where you can learn step-by-step how to end dieting and overeating forever and become the truly nourished woman you desire to be. Go to RebeccaLaurelHill.com to learn more.